0: Shabbat Shalom. Today is a special Shabbat, Shabbat Zachor, the Sabbath of remembering. Specifically, a special reading that is read in synagogues is from Deuteronomy 25, in which it talks about what Amalek did. We also begin a new book. It is the middle book of the Torah, the third book called Va'ikra, which comes from the first word. The first verse says, which simply means and the Lord called unto Moses saying um, to, from the tent of meeting speaking Adonai wants us to understand this next book is very important and one of the things that You need to understand simply about the Torah. As the Torah comes forth, if you always want to understand the heart of God, look at the center of things. Let me say that again. If you want to understand the heart of God, look at the center of things. This center book deals specifically with two things. One of the names it was once called was Torah HaKohanim, which means the Law of the Priests. And in that, it was the law of the priests. It dealt with both how we sacrifice through worship and how we are to be holy. These two things are really both at God's heart. How we worship Him, how we bring our sacrifice, and how we are holy to Him. These are some of the most important values we can understand. So if you haven't started reading the Torah each and every week, I hope you start. Each week we read one portion, and they can be anywhere from five chapters like this week, or they can be one or two chapters. There are also accompany readings, um, the Haftorah, in which Isaiah specifically says, from Isaiah 43, I am the Lord, there is no other Savior without me, no form of salvation without me. The Lord says this in Isaiah 43, to get us to understand that anything that has to do with deliverance and salvation comes directly from him the haftorah then continues to talk about what an idolater makes and how he makes the carving of wood unto his god but today we forego that particular haftorah for another one that talks about the heart of worship it's taken from first samuel chapter 15 in which saul had to go and to kill everything that Amalek was to have. God saw that it was now time to fulfill this point, and he wants Saul to go and do that. And he gives a specific directive to Saul. And we understand later that Saul did not do everything that God asked him to do. We see that verse again from last week, where we saw over and over again, Ka'asherzi va' Adonai et Moshe. Moses did... In fact, Moses obeyed what the Lord had commanded. And that's an important thing because we live in the generation right now where disobedience is exalted to its highest form. Last week we talked about order, and we see in our culture that disorder is what reigns. We talked about the need to count the cost and consider things, and the need for God to affirm. God affirmed by putting his presence By actually making the physical cloud rest over the tabernacle and the reason why was because he was initiating a new way of worshiping him part of the understanding of how we worship God is both how we worship him both privately and publicly this is important because we everything that was done we see the root of this coming about because all sacrifices started at the door of the tabernacle very public place where everyone could see what was happening there was a definite interdependence on the need to worship him and this is why worship is one of the most highest values we have to be always chasing after it desiring it almost the way we desire food and water In this portion, it starts out with the positive sacrifices first. The olah, or the burnt offering, the mincha, which is the grain or meal offering, and then the shlamim, the peace offering, or the offering of fellowship and thanksgiving. But then we have a very direct turn in which God begins to talk about the sin offering and the guilt offering, in which these two things, when you start to read them, bring some form of conviction upon you. Unfortunately, sin is always going to be with us because we're humans. There's no other way to get around it. And it's important that we not only be restored to God, but we take care of the offering that's not mentioned here, which is the ability to be reconciled with our brothers and sisters. And I want to say publicly If I've done anything to hurt anybody, I'm sorry. It's a big person that can come and say they're wrong sometimes. It's a big person who can say, I need forgiveness because I'm not always on target. And I want to say that because I think not everybody as leaders or as people of the Lord can always say that. We sometimes take forgiveness very lightly and we sometimes take sin very lightly. The part I've chosen to chant today is an important part because it focuses on thanksgiving. The values of both forgiveness and reconciliation, which are brought out over and over again in this book, are only possible because we have forgiveness from God. And specifically, if you don't have forgiveness from Yeshua, I pray that you would find it. It's an important thing to have in your life, knowing that you will be forgiven, knowing that you can go forth and have a place with God forever and ever. And one of the things we have to remember, we're all fellow strugglers. Sin is wrong whether I do it or anybody else. I'll say that again. Sin is wrong whether I do it or it's anybody else. And we have to have that value. And I heard... One amen that was back in the corner. <laughs> but that is true. It's amen to that. Sin is always going to be wrong. The part that I've chosen to chant today has to do with a few things, specifically how there were first fruits offerings brought, two kinds of first fruits offerings. One that had not leaven, specifically no leaven or yeast. And this one was to ascend as smoke to the Lord. A lereach nihoach which you will see in your Hebrew in, I believe it's verse 13, in which God says that, I'm sorry, verse 14, in which God says that as it ascends to him, it's to be a sweet savor that's to bless people. And I'm, I'll get this right at one point. It's actually verse 12. Verse 12 it's to be, a, a sweet-smelling savor. But it's saying, don't, don't offer hametz, yeast, or honey, gavash up to the Lord to be burned that way. Another point this also made is that with all offerings, whether it was meat or bread, there was to be salt. Salt was important because it was a catalyst for many other things. I'm sure many of us maybe had some salt on our walks this week and in other places that we walked upon because salt was something that can melt ice salt is something that helps us in our baking salt is something that even among early children was rubbed on them to kind of use as a cleansing point for their skin and so salt was always used as a matter of many things and it's important because i think it shows us the flexibility of who we are to be when yeshua says you are the salt of the earth an important thing that we need to know because everybody we come in contact with we should bring some kind of seasoning we should bring some kind of flavor to their life over and over again you can read this book and not understand that it's really about the relationship not about how many goats you offer how many things are brought before the Lord but it's about what each person does and how each person and it's important to understand that our ideas of forgiveness and worship all stem from this point. It's important because we need to understand that, that God, a lot of people think these things were New Testament ideas, but they started as early as the Torah. And so a desire to be thankful to the Lord is where we want to see. The other thing I really like about this, because I'm one of those fellow strugglers, is that God made provision even for someone that didn't have. Whether they were poor because of circumstances, whether they just didn't have something in order to bring to the Lord, that he would accept a grain offering. He would accept flour. He would accept it mixed with oil, baked as a cake, cooked on a griddle, however it was to come. God would accept that because he even saw the need for someone who didn't have much to bring something to him. And that's why I like this passage that I'm reading today. Lord, we pray that we would see ourselves as interdependent on worship. Each of us at times is weak, insecure, or afraid. Maybe at times we're downright selfish. And we need to learn how to be willing to give ourselves and our lives to you. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be able to see your sovereignty sovereignty throughout worship. Give us the need and the desire to see ourselves as interdependent on worship before you. We give you much honor and glory for this portion. And may we be truly blessed as we study the book of Leviticus.